0: Welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaloluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle continues in the Word of His Grace series as he preaches a sermon titled, The Grace to Do. In this service, Apostle teaches that God has given us grace to do things well. It is the divine ability to fulfill our divine function here on earth. So grab your Bibles, your pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Nusaka, Zambia. Stay zoom
1: Assuming that you've been following, and fully assuming that you know where we've been the past five, six weeks, and you're aware that I've been preaching the same uh, message for how long now? Three months? So assuming that you've been following, by now you should be able to divine grace as unmerited favor. And that favor was shown in what the Lord Jesus did for us. By now, you should be able to define grace as a, dif- as a divine exchange. Jesus took what was rightfully ours so that we could have what's rightfully his. If you read Isaiah 53, you keep noticing a divine exchange. It says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And do you remember there's a sermon I did called the chastisement of our peace. I did that just before communion Sunday, right? Right? I hope you've been watching. So we did... We we mentioned how he was chastised, he was punished so we could have peace. And we described peace as a force. From then on, we looked at the healing side of grace. We looked at how he, he bore our sicknesses. And so, I think that was on Communion Sunday. Should I be concerned? So yeah, that was on Communion Sunday. And then afterwards, we continued defining grace, and then we went on now to define, we we talked about how many people focus on what God's grace has done for us, but don't focus on what God's grace has done in us. There is a difference. There are people who focus on what God's grace has done us, but they neglect what God's grace has done in us. I'll give you an example. What God's grace has done for us is that we are forgiven from sin. What God's grace has done in us is that we now have the power to resist sin and live a sinless life. Hey, it's in the scriptures. Children of God, it's in the scriptures. And, 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 we sh- and we looked at that. The Bible says the grace of God which brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness, we can live a sober life in this present age. So there's what God's grace has done for us, but there's also what God's grace has done in us. In the context of sin, what was done for us can be seen by what Jesus did on the cross. When he died, we died to sin. But in the context of what God's grace has done in us, it can be seen by Jesus resurrecting. Because his resurrection was for us to have the newness of life. That's Romans 6.4. I'm just giving you a brief recap. Then, we looked at how grace has positioned us now and we have become the righteousness of God. As a matter of fact, I challenged you. I mentioned how I find it so funny that people easily identify with the first Adam, but don't want to identify with the second. What does that mean? How can you have so much faith, so much conviction that through one man's sin, everyone became a sinner, but having very little conviction that through one man's act of faith, everyone who believed in him became righteous? Isn't that what the scriptures say? That he should make many righteous, for this cause is not a shame to cause brethren. The trouble with only believing what happened to the first Adam and not fully believing what has happened to the second is that you'll find yourself being in a very confused position. And that confused position is what people call themselves sinner saved by grace. How can you remain a sinner if you've been saved by grace? What has grace done? It saved you from what? What has it saved you from Then we went on to handle another confusion by talking about how now that we've been given righteousness, we should practice righteousness. Inasmuch as we didn't work for our righteousness, we must work from our righteousness. People who don't understand that practice another confusion, which is why you're saved and you think I can do whatever I want, go wherever I want, do whatever I want with, whoever I want to do it with, and because I'm saved by grace, because it's not by my works, I'll just fly into heaven. That's another confusion on its own. Praise God. And then last week, we began to talk about the grace which uh, positions us to be. Grace which positions us to be. And today we are looking at grace to do. There's grace to be And there is grace to do. Now, when we're talking about grace to be, I know we've touched this, except we touched it in the context of salvation. I want you to understand that grace begins with the context of salvation, but does not end there. There are things that God has positioned you to be as a believer. I want us to have an understanding that every believer has an assignment and because of that assignment, God's grace comes upon you, and that's when we can call you anointed. I was telling the people in the first service that I received a lot of questions last week, because last week I, I, I talked about how what people really call, what people call the anointing is really most of what they call the anointing. They're either referring to the power of God or they're referring to God's grace on, on one's life. And God's grace determines. Uh, the extent of the power of God to which a person walks in. So someone sent me a message. They said, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. What about that scripture that says, as Jesus was speaking, the power, the the anointing was present to heal. I said, that's how you read it. Go read it again. And really, it says the power was present to heal. And we went through the King James Bible and found the word anointing is used 26 times. 24 of those 26 times refers to it could be 25, 26, but it's that range. And all but two of those times refers to oil. And the yoke shall be broken by the anointing. The reference there was oil. The other two times refers to the anointing which is in you, which teaches you. And we can tell that's referring to the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we read what we think. But really, if you notice what would happen to people who are anointed in the Bible, like David, He was anointed with oil, then the Spirit of God came upon him. The Spirit of God coming upon him. What's that? That's empowerment. And so David was empowered to be and to do. How do we know he was empowered to be? Suddenly, he was no longer just thinking of sheep and goats. He's sent to bring food for his brothers. He's sent to bring food for his brothers. And he notices Israel is being challenged. Something moved in him. And his brothers are offended, like, you. Why are you busy asking questions? And the guy goes saying, ah, is there not a cause? They didn't realize that the grace on his life was now national level. They were keeping him... (laughs) Listen, the young man was being kept with his father's ship, and by the way, he did it faithfully. But his interest was national. His heart was steered up. And let me tell you something. King Saul previously had the kingship grace. The purpose of being a king was also to defend your people. In case you didn't know, Saul was a skilled warrior. That's why the people sang Saul had killed his thousands. David is tens of thousands. But then, the the, the spirit had left him. That's what the Bible says. The spirit had left him. What does that show you? The grace was no longer on King Saul. Where was the grace now? With David. So when David hears Goliath, everything in him stirred up. This is what he was born to be. Everything stirred up. And the guy says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares defy the armies of Israel? So there is grace to be. But notice, it didn't end on just being. He ended up doing. He did something with Goliath. And that grace in David's life, you can trace it. He's on the run. Notice, David was on, you can find this in 1 Samuel 16 and 17. David is on the run from King Saul. He goes to hide in a cave. And the Bible tells us that his brothers followed him. The same brothers, they followed him. And the Bible says all those who were in debt, all those who were in distress, all those who had issues, they followed David and made him their captain. What were they seeing? There was grace. There was grace. He was positioned to be. How come for some reason you are always found to be in leadership positions? Why does everyone want you to represent them? Why is it that from first year to fourth year, you're always the rep? Everyone just loves it when you're the one representing them. There is grace. Imagine what would happen if you started using it. But I mean deliberately using it. One of the things that affects us sometimes uh, is when we get so used to things happening by accident. If every testimony in your life is accidental in nature, the trouble is that it becomes difficult to build it as a habit. Should I explain that statement? What I mean to say is, and then I don't know what came over me, my hand started shaking, and I put my hand on the person, and the person got healed. Praise God for that experience. Now, you know what must do with it? Develop your faith in such a way that even if you don't feel anything, I'll tell you something. The first days of ministering, the healing annoyed him. You know, the days of, I, I, would, I would get surprised. I would pray for people they are flying over the place. I was feeling nothing. You <laughs> know, Impartation services. I would go for impartation services. The, I, I would even target which man of God. <laughs> nothing. You'll find, uh, they call a group of people And they say, today you are going to receive the power of God. When I count to three, (laughs) all of you will get it. I mean, like, okay, today is the day. Today is the day. Oh, Lord. You may start praying. You know those prayers you pray? Oh, Lord, wreck me. And I'm there like that. One, two, everyone on the ground. Last man standing And I was wondering, have I received anything? But it's interesting that, not that I'm comparing, but the results. (laughs) Meaning, it's not just about what you receive, it's about how you use it. And let's begin from Acts 10, verse 38. I want you to recognize that God is a doing God. He is a doing God. Peter is Defining Jesus' ministry. And look at what he says. Acts 10, verse 38. Peter is defining Jesus' ministry. And look at how he summarizes it. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's interesting. Jesus Jesus was not anointed with oil. Imagine that. People would be anointed with oil and the Spirit of God would come upon them in a measure. Jesus was literally anointed with the Holy Spirit. Be anointed means to be rubbed. Now, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Lazarus with the Holy Spirit and power? Who went about doing? He went about doing what? Doing. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus didn't go about feeling anointed. He didn't go about talking about how anointed he was. He talked about it in Luke 4. By the time it reached Luke 7, he was now doing. Have you ever read it? In Luke 4, 18. Have you noticed Jesus speaks of himself? He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to bring glad tidings and all that stuff. By the time it reached Luke chapter 7, John the Baptist sent people to ask, is he the one, or should we wait for another? And I heard a rumor that that's what some ladies have been doing in this period. These gentlemen who keep giving them too much attention, they're just sending a text, okay, look, let's be real with each other. Are you the one, or should I wait for another? (laughs) It's to ask. Praise God. always oh, wants to call you at 23. Chuchat, well, are you the one? <laughs> uh, we, we ought to guard our heart with all diligence. And we shouldn't awaken love before it's so pieces. And if you notice, when that verse was written, there was a special emphasis on daughters. That shows you that there's a way to win us a certain gender, when they catch it. <laughs> no, this reminds me, I was encouraging, I, I had a meeting with the ladies, because uh, I've been doing different meetings, different genders, different age groups, it's been busy. So I was with the ladies, I think 24 and above, I think. And we had some very interesting conversations. one of the things that i told them is we're talking about purpose and we were talking about destiny and one of the things that i encouraged them about purpose and destiny is that they should be very careful in the context of purpose what happens when they're in love and also when they're married some have got a tendency to become so obsessed with they that they forget purpose that influence, all that social media influence God has given you. And all you do is post photos in matching shirts. All the scriptures you used to help us with, you've stopped. My friend, one day you'll stand before God. And the thing is this, even when you marry, married, the two become one flesh, not one spirit. One day you'll stand before God and rewards will be given based on how you fulfilled your purpose. Did you fulfill your purpose? No, pastor. No, no, God, uh, all I did was have matching t-shirts. Okay. They'll make for you matching t-shirts in heaven. Barely made it. (laughs) No, honestly, you're going to have to be careful. Don't neglect purpose for anything. As a matter of fact, before the romanticness of things, when God spoke to Adam, notice, God gave Adam purpose, God gave Adam work. When he talks about a helper, that shows you something. His first thought was purpose. Don't neglect purpose for anything. It's God. So now, where was I? John the Baptist sent people, do you remember that in Luke 7, to ask Jesus, are you the one, or should we wait for another? The Bible tells us, Jesus didn't even reply. He just started curing people, praying for people, and all that stuff. And after he had done that, he tells him, go tell John, the blind see. The deaf hear. The poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. What does that show you? He went from reading about himself to doing about himself. It's not enough all your life to just start singing, I'm walking in power, I'm working miracles. Once in a while, you're going to have to show that. Grace is for doing. Grace is for positioning and grace is also for doing. I'm going to show you a few examples. Okay, let's go to a few scriptures. I want you to understand the sense of the living God that every believer has an assignment. Every believer has got a purpose. The Bible tells us that every joint supplies. There is no part of the body of Christ that does not have a function. Even when, when we are in what people call waiting seasons, there is always something you can do. There is always something you can do. As a matter of fact, wait and serve there's always something you can do. Every believer has a function. Every believer has got something to do. And what God does is that he gives you grace, which is his divine ability for you to fulfill that divine function. You're not on earth to merely sit and wait for heaven. There's something that you must do. And that's what we're talking about, the grace we're doing. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. The Apostle Paul says something. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. In this scripture, he's not talking about being a Christian. If you've read the context, he's talking about his apostleship. And he says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Then he goes on to say, and that grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Are you seeing the way grace functions? He's saying, by the grace of God, I've been positioned as an apostle. But guess what? I did not sit down on that grace and let it be in vain. Instead, what did I do? I labored. I worked. I did something with it. Yet not I, but the grace in me. That shows you. When he says, yet not I, but the grace in me, in this very scripture, you can see the grace for being, and you can see the grace for doing. You can see the grace for being, and you can see the grace for doing. Because he says, I am, then he says, I worked, yet not I, but the grace in me. And don't forget, it's God who gives us the power to will and to do. But we must cooperate. Grace is not just for being Grace is for doing there's grace on your life what are you doing with it there's grace on you give me Romans chapter 12 verse 6 I'm just doing this It's been interesting preaching to your camera Navena Max Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. What does it say? Let us use them. Having then different gifts according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. And one thing you will learn, being a believer is that you notice that, and you understand this when I talk about how grace can increase. You observe that, one, there are people of higher grace, and then two, you find that someone might be graced highly in an area that another person isn't, and the other person is graced highly in an area that another person isn't. You know why that's necessary? It brings humility. I was giving an example of, the time when I was in Kenya and were having a service. And that day, I think that was the overnight day, the day of the overnight. And during that overnight, you know, the Kenya meetings had been, the first few days were a bit slow. They were not really, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a way I feel when the meeting is, ah! and they were like, ah! You know what I'm talking about. I know you've been there before. So, and you know, the people were still trying to get used to me. You know, have you ever been preaching that you can tell people are size in up? Your... So, what will you say? And then I was a bit limited. There are some jokes that I told which they just didn't get. Because some of the jokes suited the Zambian context. And sometimes we were having accent issues. So the first few days were terrible. No, they were good but terrible in the, the context of they were not matching the standard I wanted. So I knew something needed to happen. I was pleading with God for a miracle. And I was saying, God, let's do that one. You know that famous one, the one which we always use to start things off. And I sensed the leading. I knew there was going to be someone like that. And so we go for the meeting and it's overnight and I'm preaching. I don't remember what I was preaching, but it didn't really... It was okay, but didn't really look like the people were paying that much attention. And it was cold, so I wanted to finish fast. Yeah, well, I did feel cold at overnight. <laughs> and then you, when you're a man of God, you can't doze off like everybody else. People are watching you. The only way to doze off is you have to like lie down, prostrate. Like I just say, "Okay, I don't want to worship the Lord just by the speaker. Please put a mat." <laughs> but anyways, so I called out for anyone who hadn't an experience of a leg that was shorter. Because usually that's my um, comfort Mm -hmm. zone. And so this lady comes to the front. There's somebody I need to pray for here. You've had pain in your arm, your right arm. Somebody remind me at the end. You've had pain in your right arm. Anyways, so this lady comes to the front. And her leg is very visibly shorter. You know, there are those which are like this, but it was quite visible. Could have been three or four centimeters. And she was over there in the front, and we begin to pray. And you know people are like watching. Some of you have seen that video. Somebody even shouted, what? And they're like, and there were a lot of college people. Anyway. <laughs> As it, it went down, and I found out, by the way, just a follow-up on that. What I found out, and I don't know we are still in touch because she reached out to me, is apparently her mother had told her not to come for the meeting. And the mother told her that if she comes, she will not pay her school fees. I don't know what was going on. Why not that she came? I'm not saying that's what she should do. I'm just saying that she came. And so when she came for the meeting and she went back home walking straight, the mother was like, what happened to you? And then she replied, can school fees do this? And... (laughs) What's funny is we traveled to Kirito the next day. When we came back for service Sunday afternoon, they were waiting for us. And guess who was present? The mother, because she needed a healing and she also got healed. (laughs) So, the grace manifested highly. Then after me, uh, Apostle Apula came to the front. We had been chilling together the past two days. Everything just seemed all normal the Guy starts saying, uh, whose name here is ABCD? I'm like, okay, well, we all prophesy, but I was like, okay, this is this is good. And the person came up now, it didn't happen once, there was another one <laughs> and another one. Then he starts giving some details about I think he even had the father's phone number and all that stuff. I was like, hey, eh. <laughs> that's new. <laughs> And I was just, you know, I was standing there and I was like, okay, keep this up, let's go, continue. And I made sure I stood there. I was almost like the protocol. I wanted to see every detail because we had been together from the time he came from Nairobi. I was wondering what time he saw those things. So I asked him, after I was like, ah, no, those things you are seeing, how did you see them? And I just saw. <sighs> <laughs> and then guess what happened? Then they were also asking me, "Those legs you are growing, how did you go them?" I, I just grew.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and you know what happened? We took time to pray for each other, that the area that the other one is more graced in, the others can also increase. And so when we went to another town, Kericho, by the time we were reaching, apparently we reached on Saturday. They had heard about the leg growing on Friday. And this time, the people we were preaching to. Only like two in the congregation could understand English. Now you can imagine. I can't now crack jokes. Like, you can imagine. I'm young, and there are all, this time there were no college kids, they were all older. I didn't know what to do in that meeting. I started, and you know, when you're using an interpreter, and you can't understand what the interpreter is saying, there's a part of you that doesn't go too far. i <laughs> have heard of it just interpreters before like where somebody is saying man shall not live by bread alone the interpreter to take you your breadacre but then why do i feel like the gentleman loved have loved that very much anyways how did we get the breakthrough at that meeting I gave a word of knowledge about someone who had left their daughter home, and that daughter was deaf and dumb. After saying it three times, the person stood up and said, they'll bring the daughter in the afternoon. So in the afternoon session, the daughter got healed. Then there was an evening session. Hey, the whole village came. And there were about 14 people who got healed on crutches. And so most of them had shorter legs. So I remember I prayed for one, two, three, then I just saw the other men of God like, can we also try? (laughs) What am I saying? I think I'll talk about this when I talk about how grace can increase, which is in the next one or two weeks. Grace can increase. And that's why you should make it a habit not to ridicule what you secretly admire. Secretly, you know you admire it, but in public. Hey, what's the whole point of giving someone their name? I think you're thinking wrong here. What does that go to do with salvation? Jesus tend He multiplied food. What did that have to do with salvation? Anyway, uh, Romans 12, verse 6. Let's look at the NLT. Romans 12, verse 6. NLT. Having been. Do we have the NLT? Now read it. This is what the Bible says. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things wrong. Well. In his grace, he's given us different gifts for what? For doing. Grace is available for you to do. Not for you to sit down and just enjoy it. Not for you to sit down and just get slain. After you get up, what do you do with it? God has given us grace for doing. Do you remember when Jesus imparted grace on the disciples and told them to go around Israel? Have you noticed that they went about and did things? Luke 10. Give me verse 17. New King James. What does it say? When, then the 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Meaning it didn't just remain as a name. They went about and they did. I really just came to encourage you that grace is there for doing. Not just for being, but for doing. It's God's divine ability for you to complete a divine task. And I would want to show you maybe, as I'm closing, one or two areas in which grace works. Firstly, grace, if you didn't know, grace is the root word. In the Greek, the word for grace is charis. The word for gifts is charismata. So grace is actually the root word for gifts. So these power gifts that people walk in, that's grace. Grace for doing. Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 2, the disciples received the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 3, they performed a miracle where they healed a lame man. In Acts chapter 4, they were arrested. They were arrested, I think, towards the end of Acts chapter 3. And they were warned not to speak about Jesus. And in Acts chapter 4, verse 23, I want you to notice what they did. The Bible says, aha, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. God. And when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth. Uh-huh. Who by your servant David have said, why do the nations rage? Sorry, that was in my head. Why did the nations rage? And the people plot vain things. So they begin to pray. And they were complaining about the persecution and the attacks and the threats that they were receiving. But then look at the level their prayer reached. Go to verse 28. In Verse 28. uh, 29, please. In 29, look at what they say. Now, Lord. These guys had already received the Holy Ghost. Let's not forget. But look at their prayer. They prayed saying, now, Lord. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. What were they crying out for? It's an increase in grace. Now, notice this. eh? There are people who say they prayed for boldness. When you read this verse very well, you understand why miracles are important. Let's read it in context. Let's read it again. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Next verse. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What does that show you? The source of the boldness we are praying for is for more miracles. They're saying, give us, Lord, Give us boldness. How? By stretching out your hand to heal. I'm telling you, one of the things that brings the most boldness is the supernatural. When something supernatural happens, my friend, you're bold. The, bold. the boldness increases. You can go anywhere and say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then look at verse 33. First 31. 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. What happened next? Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they all had things in common. Next verse. And with great power The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. That shows you grace increased. It's been defined as great grace. And that's why by the time we're reaching Acts chapter 5, oh my goodness, And Ananias and Zephyr made a mistake. They lied to Peter. Both of them died on the spot. Their grace had increased. They died on the spot. By the time you're reaching Acts chapter 6, they found another way to increase the grace. You know how? By raising leaders. By raising leaders. (laughs) By the time we're reaching Acts chapter 7, grace, after Stephen died, Acts chapter 8, grace increased as well. You know how? By spreading. Anyways. It increased as well by spreading. We'll look at that when we look at how to increase grace. But what I'm trying to show you here is that grace manifests in that power, that power that's given for you to witness the resurrection. That's God's grace. It's grace. That power, that's grace. It's grace. I'll never forget after that meeting I was talking about, This one touched on Sunday, because like I said, we had I don't know how many meetings. On Sunday morning, people were giving testimonies. And this woman, I'll never forget her. She was very tall. She was quite, she was light in complexion. And I think her hair was dyed a bit red. And so she's speaking and she's speaking. And I remember her saying, for the past seven or eight years, she had never been able to sleep properly because uh, it was both a pain that she'd experience in her back and a spirit that would torment her. Then she turns and looks and says, but God sent me this man of God all the way from Zambia. I was sobering. And last night, for the first time, I slept well. The what, what was what What was that work there? Grace. I don't know if you know that, you know, there's been all this COVID stuff and like, oh, by the way, I was, I was, I was cancelled. where well, I was advised where well. Pastor Taylor told me, don't waste your time preaching about COVID. Preach what God has told you to preach. That's why I've been preaching the same message. I've been preaching what I was already, go- this is what I was going to be preaching COVID or not. But do you know that grace has increased for healing? Grace, the healing grace has increased. You've seen the way people have ridiculed healing ministries. Hey, where are the pastors? Ah, God doesn't like such things. Somebody just go before God and say, here, mine. You'll see. I'm telling you. Grace has increased. So don't join those who are ridiculing. Instead, pray for more. Another way you can see grace is in the context of influence. Judges chapter 6, verse 33. How many of you have heard of this uh, gentleman called Gideon? The guy who was of the weakest tribe but the weakest clan. Right? Now, I want you to say something. Judges 6, verse 33. The Bible tells us that, you know, God had an angel of the Lord was sent to him and said, mighty man of valor. So meaning he had the grace to be. It's just that he was hiding. He was hiding, but he had the grace to be. He just didn't know. May God send you people who actually can show you what's in you. May God give you encounters in which you'll be able to see you as he sees you. Okay. Now, it says, then the Amalekites and the the people of the east gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. Look at this next verse. And I want you to think about this. The the person this is talking about is someone who was from the weakest clan and the weakest tribe. Yeah, let's have it. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Abyssalites gathered behind him. Let's have it from the Amplified. From the Amplified. But the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with himself and took possession of him. And he blew a trumpet, and the clan of Abyssiah was gathered to him. The guy blows a trumpet, and the clan is gathered to him. Some people have asked me how I pray for numbers, how I pray for growth. That's one of the scriptures I pray. What grace was that? He blows a trumpet, and an entire clan is gathered to him. How come when you post anything, whether it's useless, it's useful, everyone just wants to hear your opinion about something. When you talk, they listen. I hope you're not wasting that grace which has given you that social media space. Your friends are trying to get half the likes you do. You don't even try. It's effortless. You're not in the mood of dressing that day. Last minute, you just pick out anything blindly. Everyone sees you as a fashionista. That influence you have. That influence you have. There is a woman in the Bible who had such grace, except that she used it wrongly in John 4, the one who had married five men. She had such grace. How do we know? Jesus wants to preach to the city. All he had to do was preach to her. When he preached to her, the Bible says she went about and told all the men. I, I'm not sure if you told the woman. But she went about and told all the men, saying, come and meet the man who's told me everything about myself. They were all very interested that they came to see Jesus. And that's how the whole city got saved. All he did is preach to one person. Some of my biggest breakthroughs in terms of, let's say, growth, let's say number, has been after preaching to certain people. There are certain people you, you preach to them, sometimes even it takes a while, you fight, they fight back, you fight, they fight back. Once you have them, for some reason, the entire boarding house is yours. The entire boarding house. For some people, once they got saved, the entire family, you know those family members who don't like church things? Those same family members come and sit in a meeting for six hours. Just because of them. If that's not grace, then I don't know what it is. The trouble is if it keeps being accidental, you will not use it effectively. Paul said, I honor my ministry. Try to see what grace is on your life. The day I realized that I had grace to talk, why is that funny? <laughs> you know what happened? I, I was uh, we were doing a debate. This was in high school. Um, I'll never forget the first time we were on debate time, you know, I'll not mention who, oh, but someone very important like looks at me and says, Ah, oh, this one can talk, you know, I was so small, I was fifteen. I should have been in my twelfth grade. And when I was speaking, all the producers just went and me I was feeling the alloying. <laughs> what we call the alloying. I could <laughs> feel I was just feeling like that, and before I knew it, I became. I need to close. <laughs> so before I knew it, I became uh, a little famous around. I would be stopped in places like, "You're the one." I'm like, "Are you the?" I would even finish the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'll never forget one time. This lady, she had one hand. She stopped me and said, "Are you the one?" Yeah, 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 And the next day we met again, and she said, can I tell you something? I don't know why, but whenever I just see you on the screen, I feel encouraged. I was like, eh, I was just trying to win a competition on the brand new laptop. Then I went for other debates that were organized by an organization. To be honest, the topics were useless. Uh, I, I don't know why they were making grade 12 debate about who is more promiscuous, men or women people, guys, we should, we should change. I had to say, I'm telling you that. So it was so funny topics. And of course, I would walk in with this step because I knew I was always going to win the best speaker. It always happened. When they would be announcing the best speaker, I would stand up in advance. <laughs> so I remember, I, and, and you know what I would do? I would walk in last. So at the other school, says, oh, it's the one from TV. So I would take some time, then walk in, like, and here. Yeah. And this time, we were debating a school that was mixed. It wasn't a girls' school. The trouble with it not being a girl's school is I was a mature boy, so no one followed. They only used to follow if, it was, if we were going to a girl school. So we were just like the four of us. <laughs> and then the guys from the other school brought some intimidating people, and I don't know if you knew sometimes those debates would end up with a lot of intimidation and fight. When I was done speaking, one of the intimidating people, would, the whole thing was over, followed me and I was alone. Excuse me, I want to talk to you. Yeah? I don't know why, but when you are speaking, it touched my heart. Like I was talking about who who is more promiscuous. (laughs) I didn't even believe anything I was saying. I was just trying to win a lot of (laughs) people. What am I trying to say? Then I realized, oh, there is graceful influence. From that moment, I'm very careful what I post. I'm very careful which joke I post. There's some jokes I find very funny very funny. I just can't post them. No matter how much I want to go in the and post those jokes, I just can't post them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No matter how much I want to send some people to go find wives at certain schools because I just can't post them. (laughs) Because it's me. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's continue next week. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. So, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as your pastor, I speak a priestly blessing over you. May the Lord provide for you. You lack nothing. That person with pain on the arm, Jesus' name, you are healed. I pray, may God position you to be. May God position you to be. That job that you've been needing, may God increase grace on your life and position you to be in that position that commands that higher level of income. I decree and declare, in this period, why it's seems if they are not hiring. For you, you are not just being hired, but your income increases Exponentially. I set strong increase in income in Jesus' name. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord protect your family. May the, may the Lord bless you. In Jesus' name.
0: a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the city of the Lord Church on plus 260-953-756076 or plus 260-977-474679 if you are unable to call us, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay.